0: Hello
1: and welcome to this evening's episode of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian and I am so happy that you are joining me on tonight's show. The Psychic Inside Show exists because I believe that everyone is psychic, you just may not recognize it. So I have decided to bring on people to share the stories about their journey into discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. And I love it because every week I get to talk to people uh, from all over that have such interesting and fascinating stories to tell, and I get to get curious, a little bit nosy, Dig into what their life has been like and then share it with all of you, my listeners. I do have a community of people gathered. I like to call them the Good Vibe Tribe, and that is on Facebook. So you can join. The page is The Vibrarian, and that is V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R A R I A N. And on Facebook, I'm always sharing positive and uplifting information that I hope you will find helpful. You can find ways to connect with all the people who are working on all of the shows and at the events that are happening around the Atlanta area, and then just basically have a good time talking with like-minded people. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter with the same at the Vibrarian handle, and so I invite you to connect with me there. Our show line tonight is 646 668 8988. Eight, eight. You can call in during this show, and if you wish to ask a question of the guest, you can press 1 at any time. And my screener will reach out to you to get a little bit of background information about your question, and then we will get you on the show as soon as possible. Now, tonight, I'm super excited because my special guest is a dear friend of mine. I want to introduce you all and welcome to the show this evening, Clairvoyant Marcus Howell. Marcus, how
2: are you? Welcome. Hey, Joelle. I'm doing great. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm wonderful. I'm really excited to have you on the show this evening. I just want to give our listening audience a little bit of background about what I know of you. And I have a very personal connection because. The first time I met you, a mutual friend of mine from college who's like a brother to me told me I absolutely had to meet you. He was insistent that I have a meeting with you, and he arranged for us to have lunch. And what he told me was that one of our friends who had passed away in her late 20s had come through and I said, what do you mean come through? He said he was able <laughs> to connect with her. She came through and she she talked to him and she talked to me through him. I was like, what? You know, I'd always heard and seen uh, incidents where people would see, like on Long Island Medium and Sylvia Brown back in the day, but I had never had my own verifiable experience in the realm of mediumship. And I had plenty of psychic readings, but I had never had – Uh, interaction with an actual person who used to be living that was now deceased and we were sitting up at Nomas Cantina in uh, Atlanta and immediately as you started talking I felt this cool this cold breeze swept across my body and right about that time you said oh Kofa's here and I, you proceeded <laughs> yeah. to then blow my mind for like the next two hours. I'm pretty sure they were ready for us to leave because we had been <laughs> sitting there so long. But I literally was glued to my seat because you, I knew that I was communicating with my friend at a very deep and truthful level that no one at this point could ex- to explain to me otherwise that that was not what I was experiencing. So it really kicked open a door for me in a very big way, and so I owe that avenue to you. So that's why I'm so excited to continue to speak with you. And as you know, I've referred clients to you over the years, and hopefully, we'll get into a little bit of that later. But I also wanted to tell our listeners that you have a book out. It's called Clairvoyant, My Definition, My Story. And this is available on Amazon. It's selling quite well, and you've already finished one national book tour. Um, And I believe that from what I've heard, rumors, that there will be a book forthcoming and a second book tour. So I would definitely encourage everyone to get out on Amazon and pick up a copy of that book because – you know, your story is quite fascinating. So, to begin thank with. Thank you. Thank you. Have you always known
2: that you were psychic? Absolutely not. And I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear that I'm actually uh well, first let me say Joel, thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming by the Cup day and, and, you know, uh, your Elevation Station and everything. I, I've met some really great people through you. But back to you, um, I really have seen a lot of love and support from you. And and then you've seen, you know, you've experienced some of this stuff the way I have. And I just want to say thank you. What you're doing and reaching out to people and surrounding people with like-minded folks, I think that's the best thing that anyone can do. So because of your spirit, and, you know, you happen to be a leaper which happens to be the best <laughs> sign on the planet, you know, you know, I think we're we just, we just so fully connected, and I just want to say thank you. But to answer your question, um, yes, uh, I was a skeptic, and I didn't find out I was clairvoyant until maybe like six, seven years ago. And most of my life growing up, I experienced a lot of things that I didn't understand. And it wasn't until my aunt, who's also clairvoyant, she lives in London, uh, pulled me aside and said, um, you know, I had told her I wanted to speak with her about something, and she, she kind of knew what I was coming to talk to her about prior to me even opening my mouth, you know, and she shocked me, you know, and I just didn't know. I figured I was strange and weird, and, you know, I experienced a lot of deja vu and a lot of things growing up, but I just couldn't explain it, and even uh, communicated with people that had crossed over, you know, before I knew that I had a gift. So it wasn't until I think my mid-30s when uh, some friends, uh, just like, I don't think he minds us saying his name, uh, Antavis, <laughs> you know, put us together. And and he was one of the first people I shared the gift with, you know, besides people in my family. But, and so what he would do, because to him it was fascinating, he would take me around and test me. And, and, like, put me in the car and be like, okay, which way do I go? And I'm saying, okay, make a right right here, make a left right here. And I would just tell them what I got. I was, I was you know, hitting bullseyes so often. I said, well, maybe this is something real, something serious. You know, I was still a skeptic. I didn't want to take any psychic development classes. I didn't, I didn't like the word psychic. You know, now I'm okay with it because it's just a label. You know, people have gifts, and rather you grew up Christian like I did and, and and I'm not a minister, I'm not a pastor, but, you know, I, I called my first book Clairvoyant, My Definition of My Story, because mm-hmm. that, to me, was the best way to explain it, you know, and and then I, you know, got into a few debates with, with some Christians and, <laughs> and then I, other people, and, and I, I really hate, like, when certain people in social media say stuff like, oh, that's sorcery or that's witchcraft or that's negative or something. I'm like, you know, first of all, you don't even know what you're talking about, you know, and and... With me personally, the more I went to church and the more I built my own relationship with God, the stronger my gift got. So that to me confirmed mm-hmm. that what I was doing was the right thing. You know, so I, um, I kept at it. And But I was a skeptic. I did not know or believe in my early days that, that I was clairvoyant anything. I thought I was just weird.
1: So how would you describe then your, you know, the word psychic is very generic, and what I'm finding yeah. is you talk to individuals, everybody uses words differently. So how would you describe your gifts? What is it that you can do?
2: Well, the way I best describe it is this. Um, everyone has gifts, and I believe it all depends on how you receive the gift and how you translate it that makes us all different. So Mm -hmm. going to see one person, they might call themselves a sensitive or a spiritualist or a psychic, or I call myself clairvoyant most of the time. You know, um, some people call themselves a medium. Some people call, everybody has different names. But to me, it basically boils down to four different things. Uh, You can receive messages through pictures and images in your mind. And that to me is clairvoyant, which is the main rate that I receive my messages. Uh, you can hear things other people do not hear. That's clear audience. Mm-hmm. Uh You can feel things and experience certain feelings or traumas or things, and you know, that's usually clairsentient. And then sometimes you smell or taste things that other people don't mm-hmm. smell or taste, and that's gusting. And so a lot of times, uh, depending on how you receive your messages and how you translate them, I've, I've been told I was all four, I don't think audience is my strongest suit, but clairvoyant is really my strongest and clairsensitive. So a lot of times when I'm getting messages or feeling things, I'm either seeing it in my head or I'm feeling it like in my chest, you know, and it tells me what to say to the person I'm doing a reading with.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned that um, you didn't really want to call yourself a psychic and you're kind of resistant and even – Talking about going on to further education about what this was, I know that you went to a school because you actually referred me to that school and I took the class that you spoke about. Yep. <laughs> and I was very, very um, enlarged by my experience that with them. So would you Good. share a little bit about, what, you know, when you went to this development or any others that you've done since you kind of come into your knowing about this aspect of yourself?
2: Yeah. Um, actually, I was triggered into it. <laughs> <You'd> be <surprised. laughs> I was tricked into it. I didn't. I read a couple of books, and uh, one of the books that I did read was by a psychic in Minnesota. Uh, her name's Echo Bodine,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she has a class that she teaches called Psychic Development, and it's an online course. And um, there was another lady who taught the class with her. I became pretty good friends with, and and I figured at first, you know, I'm not going to pay for this. I'm not signing up for that. You know, it's a waste of money. I was still a skeptic, you know. And so some friends of mine all had a good conversation with another friend of mine, Aisha, and so she basically said, well, let's do this for him, and we're going to sign him up. And so they signed me up for the class and then told me, okay, well, your class starts Sunday, and this was, like, Friday. And I'm like, what do you mean my class? And it, Your online psychic development class. And I was like, what are you talking about? You crazy. I'm not signing up taking no psychic classes. Like, that, that's stupid. You know, I, I just thought everything negative, or, or this is just a waste of time, waste of money. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to invest in it. I'm not trying to do anything. And I just kept saying no, 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 no. So, basically, uh, I was tricked into it, and I signed up for the class. I started the class that Sunday, and it was a six-week program. By the time that course ended, I was so hooked and so excited and and excited about the show. I I loved it. I mean, the class was great, and I thought it was just, like, really, really wonderful, and I learned so much. It was, like, probably 16 people from all over the world in the course, Mm -hmm. and I I was told, I, I mean, they gave you a lot of support. And everything, and told you know, told me how well I did, and and I, at first I was thinking, okay, well they're just saying this because they want me to you know sign up for the second class. But by the time the class ended, I really learned a lot, and I I learned how to use the gift, and how to open up, how to meditate, and everything. And everything well, was great. Yeah.
1: I mean, I am a big advocate of learning for learning's sake even if you don't necessarily want to see yourself using something. Who doesn't want to go to a cooking class from time to time or, you know what I saying, some <laughs> other kind of class? It's all to edify yourself and expand your knowledge. So if you can yeah. learn something, I believe that everyone can benefit from taking, if not a intensive six-week class, maybe even just a workshop because, What I found is that most of us are receiving intuitive guidance, but we don't have a label for it, or we doubt or second-guess or bring back into our thought process what we have received from an intuitive guidance system. And just to learn to, just to trust yourself. A lot of the exercises that we did in that classes, you know, were about, like you said, you're driving around to Antavius, and you're like, wow, I'm right more than I am wrong. And you learn to mm-hmm. start to trust and allow yeah. that conversation to come more strongly. And yeah. from what I understand, you might actually be offering some psychic development classes in the future. Is that still in your kind of realm of um bringing that forth at some point for people?
2: Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I don't mind showing or teaching anything that I know to anyone. And so I always thought of, you know, giving back. And, and, you know, just as it was fascinating to me, I was soaking everything up like a sponge. I couldn't get anything inside my brain fast enough. And I was running around and, and all that stuff. My aunt, uh, I call her Aunt JJ. Her name is Johnny, but, you know, <laughs> Johnny May. But uh, I, I, was, I was wearing JJ's phone out, and this is international, <laughs> you know, until finally I, I, I calmed down, and she was like, well, let's Skype. You know, Skype is free. And we started Skyping and stuff. But I was, I was in her inbox every day with questions and this, that, and the other. But I liked the way she handled me, I guess because she <laughs> knew me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm.
2: said, she said, give yourself a year. To learn everything you need to learn, teach yourself everything you need to teach, and and learn what you're getting into because you want to make sure that you're grounded, that you're protected, and that you're not welcoming anything in that you don't want, and and learn what you're doing. And she said it's going to make you a better person. And she said I see you as a true clairvoyant, and mm-hmm. and my my gift started to develop so much where. I was saying things and people were coming back to me and were like, man, you said this and this, and it came out exactly like you said. And sometimes I didn't even believe them. I was just like, oh, okay, sure, you know. But it was it was coming back more times, like I, probably 90%, percent of the time, things were coming back pretty accurate. People were calling <laughs> me to find out what baby they were going to have, a boy, or a girl. I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought that was so weird, you know. Um, it it was pretty interesting. It was fun. It it took me a long time to do readings and get comfortable with it. And then I got bombarded by folks from every different direction. I've been approached about doing TV shows and stuff like that. And so, you know, outside of uh, doing readings, I work in real estate. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to get real estate stuff done and then I was being called to do this and do readings and interview for this TV show and this, that, and the other. So, it it became a monster really fast once my reputation started spreading around, you know, and that's what made now me the me, first book and the first tour. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this. If mm-hmm. somebody gets you to help them find a house – do they get to use some of your psychic abilities to make sure this is the right space for them? Or is that pretty much a <laughs> traditional transaction? Cause that could be kind of helpful. <laughs> you,
2: you know, that, that's happened maybe once or twice. Uh, when someone said, you know, do you see me get in this house? And I was like, well, that's weird. Cause I've never been asked that before about real estate. <laughs> you
0: know, I'm like, well, I, I, I,
2: I hope so. If, if things go the way they're supposed to, you know, um, And that was just one particular client because, you know, she and I talk all the time. We do a lot of reading, you know, and and that's why it came up when it did. So it was kind of surprising. But I have had experiences where I went to go view a house and for some reason I couldn't walk inside. I just felt such a negative energy or, you know, I don't know if it was a murder or something happened, but I Mm -hmm. could not physically walk into the house. I had to stand outside. And it was just like, okay, well, you want to see the house? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'll, I'll open the door for you, but I'm not going in there. You know, and, no. then that, of course, that made, that made them say, well, I'm not going in either. You know, like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm saying
1: you don't have to push me in the door. I'm going where you go, buddy. <laughs> right. I mean, if you had for the exit, I'm headed for the exit, because if you can't handle it, I know I can't handle it.
2: Yeah, and, and it's rare. Um, can I tell a quick story?
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
2: Oh, sure. Okay. Well, I, before I got into real estate, I used to drive 18 wheelers and I worked for this company in Norcross. And when I was doing this, uh, there was a stop they used to send me to to pick up all the time. And this was about maybe eight months to a year before I knew I had a gift. And I went to this one stop to pick up some freight and I get there and there's another guy who worked for another company that was leaving. And so The guy who worked at the warehouse, who knew us both, he introduced us, and I said, okay, hey, nice to meet you. And the guy shook my hand, and he looked me in the eyes, and then he walked out and left. And I automatically got sick to my stomach,
3: and I felt like Mm. I wanted to
2: throw up. It just came over me really quick and really fast. And in my mind, I kept seeing pictures of blood and Mm -hmm. blood and more blood and blood and blood, and I got so sick. And this guy who worked there had this big, huge child. And I had a child back then, too, a white big white child. And so his dog was bigger than my dog, a huge dog. It looks really mean, but it was a friendly dog. And he said when the guy was there, the dog normally speaks to people. The dog went underneath the desk and started growling at him. Mm. And I said, that's weird, because I said when I shook his hand and met him, I said I felt really sick to my stomach, and I don't know what that was about. week later, I go by the store and the guy says, um, "I'm gonna tell you something, and I don't know if you're ready for this." He said, "You know that guy was arrested a couple of days ago, and he was charged with murder." Oh! Uh, and I was like, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, the guy killed somebody, and I guess he tried to chop the body up into and, oh, and different pieces, wow. and it was on the news and everything." And I, I just could not believe it. And for some reason, his energy, me and the dog both knew that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. the dog, you know, dogs can they have such a good sense of everything. You probably smelled the blood on them or something. I don't know. But it I mm-hmm. kept seeing blood and I kept feeling sick sick in my stomach and I was just like, something's not right with that guy. And that's what it was. You
1: know, that is so creepy, but honestly, a lot of us we will get maybe they're not as strong and as clear as what you describe at first but we've all Mm -hmm. had experiences where somebody comes in the room and we're just like, "Mm, mm." you know what? I'm not, I'm not feeling their energy. They shift or you feel there's something dishonest or negativity for no reason. And most of us will say, well, dang, why do I feel like that? I shouldn't be thinking that about that person. I don't know them from Jack, but that could be part of your internal guidance system trying to nudge you and to say "Mm, there's something that you need to be aware of beyond the normal five senses in terms of dealing with this person. And I absolutely have learned, you know, Libras, we tend to be a little bit more sensitive anyway because we're always balancing people's energy. But like empathic signs, like water signs, they tend to be really sensitive to people's energy. But some of us are oblivious and we chalk it up to just, Well, I just didn't like their look. I didn't like the way they had their face, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, But it's a little
1: deeper than that, you know. We have to at least honor that. We don't have to be disrespectful to people, but we certainly can carry ourselves with caution and awareness based on information that we're receiving from ourselves and from our higher self. Exactly. This is the Psychic Inside Show, and I'm your host, Joelle DeVibre, and I'm having a wonderful conversation with clairvoyant Marcus Howell. Our phone number is six. 466688988 you can call in. We do have a full bank of callers this evening and uh, you can also be able to catch the rebroadcast on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. You can also find this uh, uploaded to iTunes if you're an Apple user. You can subscribe to have the episodes automatically de- delivered to your device, your phone or your I don't know what they use now in terms of little musical devices in that world, but um, (laughs) you can definitely subscribe and get it pushed out to you so that you don't have to go every week to listen. And, of course, they also end up on my YouTube channel. You can search for The Vibrary, V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y, on YouTube. I don't have a custom URL yet because I don't have enough subscribers, so if you would Take a listen, like, and subscribe. I'll get up to the threshold so I can go ahead and claim my real estate in the YouTube land. But uh, Marcus, you mentioned earlier this evening that your auntie was working with you, and I know that there is a family connection sometimes to psychic abilities, but I also wanted to let you know that you have a lot of people on the air this evening from the 313 area code, which I believe is your hometown representing. Detroit is, is on deep on the line tonight, Detroit and I would be very <laughs> I would be very remiss if if I did not pay respects to your grandmother who is listening on the line. I just brought her on the air. Thank you so much for calling in to listen this evening.
0: Yes, you do.
1: Uh, Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, up. thank <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in this evening, uh, Marcus speaks so highly of you and he let me know to keep a lookout for you that you might be calling this evening, so I definitely wanted to bring you on the air. Yes, yes, it's a blessing,
4: I'm so proud of him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I'm cheesing from ear to ear, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. but
1: but I remember when he was a little bow-legged boy, bad boy.
2: <laughs> I don't think everybody needed to know that, Grandma. But thank you. <laughs> you know it now. You, you made
1: up for the bad time. You're all right now. You're all man now. Yeah. We all get an opportunity to do that, thankfully, Lord. If we were if we were paid penance on our childhood, all of us would be on permanent timeout. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And you speak about gifts in the family and 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 my grandmother is the one that I tend to call whenever I get a dream that I don't understand or something I need I need a prayer about that's the lady I call right there and and mm-hmm. some people ask me about dreams I'm like you called the wrong person that's the right family wrong gift wrong gift mm-hmm. it's not my gift that's her gift, <laughs> you know, and there are other folks in the family as well that have different gifts. And and my grandmother has always been the matriarch and the one who everybody comes to for that knowledge, wisdom, and strength. So, you know, I love you. Sorry, my house phone <laughs> again. But, well.
1: I thank you for listening in this evening. I'm going to put you back on the listening line. If you want to come back on and say anything else, just press the one key, and I'll get you back on directly. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you, love. Okay.
2: All right, don't hang up, Grandma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put her back on on the listening line okay. so she won't be disconnected. But uh you've got a lot of three one threes on the queue here listening in, so shout out to Detroit and to your family. And you know, they say that psychic gifts run in families, so when it is strong in a family, it will be um continuously uh, re-strengthened as the generations go. And I think partly that that is because you are in an environment that does not make you suppress it. You know, if your auntie and your grandmother and people are having these kind of experiences and they're not frightened by it, if they're receiving and can then provide guidance then you have a fostering nurturing environment and some people don't get that they're they when they start to see things as a child they're told they have overactive imagination they are um you know uh squashed they learn to be quiet they they squash down the visions that they receive or the uh journeying that they're doing into the spirit realm because they're told that it's it's just childish imagination or they're in a religiously structured environment that does not have room for that, and so they are told that this is a bad gift, that it's wrong, and they also then learn to suppress it and feel guilty for having these kind of innate abilities. So I have your Aunt Tracy is also joining us this evening. And so, Aunt (laughs) Tracy, I've got you on the line. Hello this evening. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for calling. No problem. No problem. Are you also
5: psychically gifted in this family? Not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> that I know of anyway. Oh,
0: I find it
1: hard to believe. It seems to be strong with you all. <laughs> yeah, it may be
0: there somewhere. I
1: just haven't tapped into it yet, there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I developed pretty late myself, so you never know. And Tracy's actually know. my aunt. She's actually my aunt, but she's younger than I am, so I'm like nephew, little <laughs> brother,
0: nephew, big brother, exactly. and,
2: and, and and so it's weird that you know I came into my gift so late. So you you never know. You give her a give her a couple more you know years, and I'll, I'll work on her. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Well, Tracy, thank you for calling in this evening. I'm going to have not you not back on the Lisa's listen line, okay? Yes, ma'am. And now, Marcus, of course, it would not be complete without having your mother join us. Oh, on the my line. God! Well, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hi, boy. Babe.
2: Hey, mama.
1: Hi. <laughs>
2: now, now, my mother is gifted.
1: Well, I think that that's probably why you're so nourished. Uh, do, would you say that it was something that you and your sisters had common conversations, that were you weren't shocked when Marcus started exhibiting, you know, t- these signs of having abilities?
6: No, I wasn't shocked at all. No, mm-hmm. because, he, you know, he was the type of child that he didn't want to be outside playing with other kids. He liked to be to himself doing things like drawing or, or um, drawing comic figures and things like that. So he he was always like off to himself in his own little little world, you know. And I knew it was the reason for that.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: It was like well, it has like developing something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he come and, and and as he grew up, he became like a jack of all trades. He got into everything, you know, all kind of different careers and doing so many things. So. I knew that he would find his niche.
2: And this mm-hmm. is his niche. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, it has he, to Detroit, make for, Detroit is going crazy tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah, it has to make for interesting family reunions in your family. Uh, I Oh, should yes. be sitting around with a group oh, of psychic God. people. You
0: just don't, you oh, just don't had, know.
6: When he had, had his first book signing here, man, he came here and had the book signing. Man, it was awesome. It was like he, he had it down on on, uh, I can't remember the street, but it was at a it was little... was on
2: Michigan, Michigan. It was
6: on Michigan, but the place he had it at, it was like, I think that bar has never had that many people in it.
0: <laughs> it was
6: awesome. It was awesome. It was cars everywhere.
0: <laughs>
6: That's
1: wonderful. He's a hometown hero, <laughs> you know? Yep. But I mean, it was yeah. like an... An everyday yeah, person so- who's doing extraordinary things and keeping it real. You know what I mean? He's the same Marcus right. that he was even despite signing autographs and things. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know what your little <laughs> childhood nickname is, but
6: he took a picture with everyone there that night. Everybody mm-hmm. took a picture with
2: him. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, was the, everyone, that was everyone signing too. That was the most fun. it was so Interesting and then um right in the middle of my speech, my grandmother's husband was like my dad growing up, so he decided to come tap me on the shoulder as I'm trying to talk to everyone in the audience and then you know how it is when you're trying to talk and you got the lump in your throat and you, you can't get a word <laughs> up and you're choking and all this stuff and man, it was just so deep. But it was so much love there and, and I, I got so much support. I can't wait till we uh booked the Detroit date so I can start, you know, telling everyone, here I come, and and we can have another book sign of there. Because that was so much fun. It was it was literally it was, too much fun. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to pitch.
6: My chest was sticking out so far, man. I think I was
1: blocking <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that you are calling and listening in this evening. I am going to put you on the listen line to continue the conversation. But thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You know, when it comes down to it, Marcus, one of the things that I felt was a really strong message from your book is that you're very connected to your faith in God. And a lot of times people think that the two things are not compatible with each other for some reason. And, you know, your continuous message is like these are my God-given abilities. And when I am going up and down in the spiritual realm, I'm talking with God, I'm talking with Jesus, you're very connected with angels and energy. And I thought that that was really important for you to get out as your message, so I appreciated that. And I think I've given away all the copies of the book that I've ever received from you to people who I thought would be – their eyes would be open a little bit by your story. Have you been awesome. challenged as a Christian psychic by even other psychics or, or people? What is the usual kind of challenge that you get from that?
2: Wow, that's a very deep question. Okay, I'm, I'm going to step on some toes here, but uh, we're all grown, as, as you said earlier. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, my, usually my biggest debate. And conversations are from Christians, and it's sad that that's the case. But that's the case. And I grew up Christian myself. I grew up. I went to church every Sunday. I sing in the choir. I, I did everything, you know. And you know, I didn't expect to get a lot of support because of this um, from the church, basically. And I and I didn't really, you know. There are people that say, Oh, I love you so much and then you say, Oh, I'm clairvoyant and they say, What? And huh? <laughs> and and it turns into a whole nother subject, you know. And then some people even say, like, but you're a Christian, right? And I'm like, Yep, yeah, still a Christian. I hadn't changed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh so it depends on who you're speaking with. Um, I, I'm good friends with ministers and one of my Really, really good friend. She's like a big sister to me. I, I sing with her sometimes, and we used to sing together in, at my old church and uh, different shows she's done. I ask her, I, I beg, like, can I please sing background for you? You know, <laughs> she's a mm-hmm. and and she actually worked with me on the first book, and and was you know because I wanted to quote some things from the Bible. I also have a cousin who's the same age as me who's a minister in Michigan, and um and and I mean. It was weird because, and I don't, like I said, I don't want to step on any toes. I'm just saying my experience. But uh, my cousin, uh, who's a minister in Michigan, he basically sat me down and went through the Bible and was showing me scriptures to back up what I'm doing. He said, you know, whenever God passes a gift to someone, and he does it quite often, you know, that gift is to bless someone else. And you mm-hmm. just don't know what what type of closure you can bring to someone in mm-hmm. peace You know Someone could lose someone family, and family And for you to know Certain things That you're not Supposed to know He said That doesn't come From nobody but God You know So he was like mm-hmm. You know Don't be afraid of that And hear the scriptures To back up what I'm telling you You know And then um, There are I think it's just a person It depends on who you're talking to Because there are pastors And ministers I spoke with That believe in the gift um, There are some people I've done readings for and the first thing they ask me, do you believe in God? I'm like, absolutely, do you, you know? And mm-hmm. then, you know, they have to hear that before they agree to do a reading because when you think psychic, you know, and like I said, I grew up a skeptic myself. I didn't believe in somebody telling me, and I've been to a couple of psychics growing up, and, and, and I mean, they, they were just telling me what I thought, you know, I felt like they just thought I wanted to hear And it was so far off base, and nothing was right, nothing was accurate. I didn't feel it, you know. And Mm -hmm. it was one lady in Michigan. I went home one weekend and hung out with some friends from high school. I went to Chatsy High in Detroit. And a good friend of mine up there, Rhonda, said, let's stop by this coffee shop. There's a lady in here giving psychic readings. And I was like, what? Like, no, I'm not doing that. And and, Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was already built up because I had seen people before to just say, no, it's not true, it's not going to work, this is phony, I'm not doing that. And she said, well, we're all going to do it. It's only $5 extra if you buy some coffee. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, well, I'll try it. This woman blew Mm -hmm. my freaking mind. And everything she said was so on point. And, I mean, from the moment I walked up, she shook my hand, and she, she refused to let my hand go. She kept holding on to my hand. And the more she held it in my hand, the more she talked. And everything she said was such a bullseye and so spot on. She, it, it freaked me out. And lastly, before I got up to leave the table, I said, well, she didn't talk about me or my gifts. So I was like, well, can you tell me anything about myself? And, you know, uh, as far as doing like what you do. And she said, oh, honey. And she's like, you just got to wait another year or so. She said, you're phenomenal. And she's like, but you're not expecting that. And she said, your, your biggest enemy is yourself. And she was like, stop letting people at your church, you know, talk you out of it. And I was like, wow, that was so spot on because that's what I was getting. And mm-hmm. and I, I started surrounding myself with like-minded people, and the gift became stronger. I think within the last probably four to five years, I've, I've, I've skyrocketed to a level where I surprise myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's deep. Well, one of
1: the things about bringing communities together um, to fellowship, you know, mm-hmm. um, people in church do it. We come together to rub elbows where two or three are gathered. You're with like-minded people. And the same holds true in the metaphysical and esoteric community and so there are lots of ways that people are using their psychic gifts and not everything is going to resonate with everybody. So, uh, you know, being being able to align yourself naturally with people who are talking the same kind of talk that you're talking and who are having the same kind of expression of their gifts, meaning that it's of loving light and energy and, um, you know, that is so important and it kind of naturally happens as we start to filter out and emerge into who it is we're going to be. And that's not just in the psychic life. That's any life. If you like bowling, you're going to start to be around people who like bowling, who understand what a straight straight exactly. is, whatever that stuff is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> exactly. But yeah.
1: I do have a caller who wants to come on. I'm going to surprise you and not even let you know who it is, because he's calling all the way from way up in the north to speak with you this evening. Hi, caller. You're on the air.
2: Well, hello there, Mr. Marcus. Oh, well, Hello. This is way up north. This is uh, this is Miss uh, Tony from, from
0: Staten Island.
2: We're calling New York. To support you I have, a, I have a few people here. Oh, great! Well, I appreciate that. Yes. I'm Marcus. What's up, Dee? <laughs> <laughs> Wow! It sounds like that sounds like a party for real. <laughs> that was listening that was, party. That was Cynthia.
1: <laughs>
2: that was Cynthia. Oh, tell Cynthia, say hey. Hey, yes. how are you? She can hear you. Great. And I just want okay. I just wanted other I wanted other, other listeners to know that you know I read your book and I was really inspired by your book.
0: Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Very. Wow. Well, thank you
1: for calling in. I'm going to put you back on the listening line for the rest of the show, and we'll check back in and see if you have anything else later with any questions. But I keep telling you all, Marcus is just a lovable guy. I don't know anybody that would be like, oh, that Marcus, he's such a jerk. I've never heard anybody (laughs) say that. As soon as you say your name, they're like, Oh, I love him. I met him one time, and he was so sweet. He was so great. you know. So I am oh, cool. just so excited to see the support that you're having in the community from your family and extended family this evening. This is the Psychic Inside Show, and I'm Joelle the Vibrarian, and I'm here with clairvoyant Marcus Howe, who is telling us about his life story and journey into discovering his gifts and psychic abilities Definitely click on over to our Facebook page at uh, the Vibrarian Community, can look for me, and also you can look for Clairvoyant Marcus Howell and take a listen at his community, join up with the people there so you can stay abreast of his announcements as to where his appearances are and his book tour schedule and and places where he'll be doing book signings locally as well as events where he provides readings and other services. You can get all of his contact information through that um Facebook page. There's a really rapid messaging system. I tested it myself. I think I sent your message, and within two minutes, you're replying back. So I know within 24 hours, when people reach out to you, you will give them a you know uh, a response back as far as where they can catch up with you or how to schedule an appointment with you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: you mentioned, Marcus, about your uh, your uncle pastor talking with you about how you were he- being a healer. That is one point that I really wanted to bring up about stuff. Um, most of the people I've met are not out picking numbers and picking horse races and betting or using this gift and ability to leverage themselves financially. And I'm not saying that there are not some people who do that but most of the ones that I'm meeting are not about that you all are really offering services to people and if anybody's ever seen the show Long Island Medium with the Teresa Caputo she's just hilarious mm-hmm. and I love her to death but most of the time when she gets done doing a reading there is an emotional response from the person where they really Release grief or pain or or something that has been pent up so much inside of them that it it takes them to a place of peace. And so this is not something that is lightly done energetically. You know, can you talk about the process of when you do a reading with someone where mediumship, which is where a person who has passed on to the other side comes in what is that experience like for you
2: well for me it's uh it's really interesting because when I first started doing readings I did nothing but medium type of work and I didn't realize it I didn't know that that's what it was it wasn't until I started talking to more and more people and discovering that you know people would get back to me and say well you said this and this and this and it happened just like you said and I was seeing stuff that hadn't even happened yet. I I see a lot of future-based things. And when it comes to being a medium, for me, uh, there's a connection I have. A lot of times I'll do a little more meditation before a reading if I feel like this is going to be one of those type of readings. And it basically starts off with me trying to connect whenever I started reading with someone, I ask them their name. I don't want the government name. I want the name they go by and the answer to that everyone calls them. And names are how I tune into a person. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times if uh, I ask someone their name, and they don't want to tell me. You know, I might take a few sips or something and get a little more courage, and then I can still do the reading. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. once I tune into them, and, and I've, I've had people who lost someone, want to talk about that person i don't know how to explain it all the way to make it make sense but the best way i can explain it is is that i start feeling things i start seeing things in my head and i'll start communicating that to the people i'm talking to
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: a lot of times it's what needs to be said that brings comfort to the person i'm speaking with and um and my next book is going to be a very, very deep chapter in that book, and I don't want to say the title of the chapter, but it's a, it's very, very deep. One of my most powerful readings happened about two years ago, and it was powerful to the point where like my, that I get this charge of energy that flows from my head to my fingertips when I'm doing readings. It feels like electricity, and mm-hmm. I don't know what else to call it, but uh, I, I was so burnt out and tired and sleepy and everything. By the time I left this lady's house, I was, I really used a lot of energy, but it was Mm -hmm. such a good reading. I think I was supposed to be there an hour. I was there an hour and, like, 40 minutes, and to me it felt like 10 minutes. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just really, really deep. And sometimes when I'm doing these readings and that flow of energy, it comes from the the back of my head down to my fingertips. And so Mm -hmm. what I started doing um, just as a, a, I don't know if it was a feeling, a gut feeling or something told me to do it but I would take my fingertips and put it around someone that was in pain and if I put it around their shoulder, their head migraines or whatever it was, toothaches and and I would concentrate I could send that energy into that person through my fingertips and so people were coming back to me and saying oh you know I I wore a brace on my hand for six months and
0: -hmm. I don't know what
2: you did but now my my wrist is healed and, and I had this really bad toothache, and I was in pain and crying and i and, and I don't know what you did, but you 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 stopped it it just opened up and stopped, and usually it's like within seconds and i I mean that's not me, I know it's not me you mm-hmm. know i can't I can't do nothing like that you know that's crazy for me to even think it so mm-hmm. I have to say to myself, okay, well, if a reading gets really deep and I'm connecting with people on the other side. And, and I'm doing healing work and so on, like I just expect to be wore out and tired afterward, but that, to me, is what I'm used to. You know, that's why I don't schedule a lot of readings in one week, and you know, I try to do, like, maybe four to six a week, and if that, you know, I try to cut down and make it as minimal as possible because I don't want too many because if, if some of them get really deep and they're draining, then I have to give myself mm-hmm. time to sleep because I don't, I don't normally sleep. I don't know if this is something that other – psychics or clairvoyants deal with or mediums, but I probably sleep on the average four to five hours a night.
3: Mm. And
2: I could lay in the bed and be dog tired and a car could drive down the street and I'm up for three hours and, 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 and pissed off, you know, <laughs> no explanation <laughs> why, you know, and I'm just wide awake and I just don't sleep. And, and so when I get a chance to sleep, I enjoy my sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the energy well, that, that that comes from you. you. You're drained and you're pulled and, and you're healing and, and you're helping people. So it tends to physically kind of like wear out on you.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, you're doing, um, I'm sure a surgeon who does like a six-hour surgery probably feels a similar kind of energetic uh, backlash to the intensity and focus that they're doing to do their craft. I mean, any of us would let me sit down at the computer and go to writing some lengthy memo or or project proposal. When I get done, I'm tired too, you know. So this is energy work you are putting and you're allowing yourself to be energy, a conduit for something so much larger, Mm been yourself you know what i mean and to be willing to be open to that for one um of course is i feel it's kind of like an honored profession to be able to touch people at the most intimate of areas that which is not present presented in the 3d sense it's in the 45d and spiritual realm and you're, the people are allowing you to it, come into that energy with them, and then they're entrusting you that you have ethics and morals and are returning to them the right and proper thing that is meant for them in that time. You know, a lot of people are uncomfortable yeah. with that. It's It's a step too far for them to allow people into that, especially if they're dealing with grief and things of that nature. Now, I have one of your other family members on who has a comment about uh, where we are. Hello, this is an
5: auntie, correct? Yes, hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi, Marcus. This is your auntie, hey. Wanda. How are I you? I want to congratulate you on all your success. And I wanted to let you guys know I've been listening to the whole show, and there's just so much energy here. Two of my phones, the battery died. My cell phone, the battery died, and the power kept going off in our house. And I said, nothing's going to stop me from calling in tonight. I said, I have to call and let everyone know how outstanding Marcus is. Uh, So please call in and get a reading from him. Uh Aw.
2: Thank you so much. Now, now, while while she's giving me my uh, accolades and my flowers to smell them, I'm going to tell you about her as well. Uh, my aunt is a very clear audience, and she is coming into her gifts now as well, and we do a lot of talking, and we will, like, basically, you know, do readings on each other and practice, and I, I'm I'm getting her up to speed and code, you know, and, and she'll be doing some readings herself soon. <laughs> oh, know. that's
0: awesome. <laughs> I can that only is hope to
5: awesome. be as good as Marcus one day.
1: <laughs> well if it's in your family I don't doubt that that will be the case because it seems that you all are so loving and supportive of each other and that's a good foundation for any kind of work that people do oh, with yeah. people, so. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on to comment if you want to come back on at any other later point just let us know and we'll check back in thank you thank you you know this is um when you talk about helping people i would like for you to share a story here a few i guess it was a little over a year ago one of my friends um hanifa she knows that i've been interested in this uh, realm of stuff for many years now and she told me that she had a friend that needed to speak to somebody because something had happened in her life and she really was seeking to find some sense of, of, closure, comfort, or answers about what had happened. And so I didn't know much about – well, she described for me what happened, but I immediately knew I needed to connect her with you, Marcus. And when I called you, I didn't give you any information about what it was, just that there was a young lady who wanted to talk with you for a session and so, if you would share, uh, you and I both have cleared that this is okay to talk about this story um, on the air with people already. But if you would share that, it's just it's very
2: powerful. Oh, thank you. It, it was very, very deep. That was the uh, reading I mentioned earlier that was like one of the most powerful readings I ever had. That's the reading I left the house and I felt so drained and sleepy, and I, I actually oh. went home laid on the couch, and I don't think I got up to the next day sometime, you know. But it was through you I was contacted, and all I knew was that I was going to talk to uh, someone named Ebony. And she and I become really good friends, and I'm friends with her family, her son, her mom. And, and um, it, it was really cool that, uh, that we met. But, yes, uh, also when I'm meeting someone and I'm getting to do a reading with them, I don't want to know anything because I think if you feed me too much information, then there won't be much for me to connect and, and bring through, you know? So I always mm-hmm. need to tell you know, them, I just want the number or the address or where I'm going and I'll go there mm-hmm. myself and we can talk. Cause I think in person is better since I'm in a Metro Atlanta area, but most of my readings are over the phone because a lot of people don't live in Atlanta. So, um, I got her name, her number. I talked to her once, and I got her address, and so I told her I would be there. I think I went there. It was like a Sunday after church or something like that, and that was about two years ago. And so I literally pull up in the driveway, and I feel the presence of this tall, like in-shape guy who kind of, like, gave me this attitude of, yeah, this is my house. And I saw this in my mind. I didn't understand it at first. I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on here. But I said, well, let me go in and, and you know, just get started. And um, when I got there, uh, she opened a door, and her dog came outside. And I'm really, really good with babies and, and pets. Like, uh, babies just love me. I'm I'm like the kid whisperer <laughs> or something, you know, and, and, and dogs. And so normally her dog would be mean to people that walk up to the house, but the dog ran right up to me, and I was like, oh, your dog got outside. And she was like, wow. And so – uh, I met her son at the front door, and we went down the hallway and all the way to the back of the house, and and I kept feeling this guy talking to me as if he was there. And I couldn't physically see him, but I could definitely feel him. So as we sat down, and I, I picked the chair I wanted to sit in, and I said uh, one of the first things she did, and she recorded this, and um, I told her I did not mind, you know, recording it. And one of the first things I said was, I was like, did someone pass away recently, a uh, tall, dark-skinned guy, kind of in shape, and he's really proud of his body and, and how he looks and all this stuff? And she said, yeah. And you could kind of feel the energy in the room kind of shift. And I said, was that your husband? And she said, yes, that was my husband. And, and the the energy shifted. It was almost like the, the air in the room got really thick. It started pushing us down to the floor. And... And I said, uh, okay, this is going to get kind of deep. And I said, but I said, where's the shrine? You got his picture and flowers and stuff set up like really close to here. And it happened to be in the next room, but I couldn't see it from where I was sitting. And so she said, oh, right there. She said, well, stand up and come over here and look. And I, I saw it in, in like the, the I room not the where the fireplace was. It was near the fireplace. And I said, oh, so that's him. That's the guy that met me at the front door. And so I sat back down, and I said, well, and one of my things, uh, I'll get a lot of images when I'm connecting to someone from the other side. So I kept seeing sharp metal. And sharp metal can mean a car accident to me. It could mean uh, a knife or something piercing the body, you know, to, to hurt someone. And so I said, your husband passed from sharp metal, and it was just like, a river just got released, and, and I mean, it, it was so deep. I mean, it's hard because you have to be a referee, in my mind. That's the way I see it. I have to bring the message. I don't want to cry and get choked up because I feel like if I do that, I might miss out on something. So, mm-hmm. as you know, as she broke down and the, the, the sun's head went down, and I was like, oh, no, and so I said it was sharp metal. And she told me then that, you know, her husband was stabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. And it was because of the stab in the back that he ended up dying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what made it really deep, because it's like a big family mm-hmm. uh, situation, uh, you know, it was her own brother who did it. So that turned into a, a big split in the family. Whose side are you going to be on? You know, and, and it was it was just crazy. But the reading started from that. And it got much deeper. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but it was just mm-hmm. really, 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 really deep and amazing. And and I was just so uh, surprised by everything. And she even said herself, she was like, you're taking on his personality. She's like, you're holding your head and you're, you're kind of like mannerism acting just like he did. You know, and I was like, well, I can feel him. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, he's kind of like standing right beside me and he's kind of like telling me what to say. And all the stuff I was saying was stuff I had no clue about. I I, I wasn't supposed to know any of that, and, mm-hmm. and 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 things. And but I I just felt like and that was the first time I connected with someone who had passed. And this dude followed me home.
0: <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and that's
2: that's rule number one. You gotta stay here, dude. Like no 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 no. You gotta follow <laughs> me home. That's a no no. Stay
0: like yeah. I
2: I well excuse my mouth stay your ass here <laughs> like, <no. laughs> you can't go with me you know but this dude followed me home and I was taking sleeps and waking up he was sitting there like okay you still want to talk some more and I'm like no like we're done like no 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 no, no. and I called her like a couple of days later and I was like well your husband has a couple more things to say to you and I told her what he said and she was like oh my god she was like this and she's like I'm just so blown away and She's actually referred a couple of clients to me too. She's got some really good and really cool friends, Nikki and some other ladies I met that are uh, really nice. And um it, it's just it was just one of those reasons. It was so powerful I had to write it about it in the second book and and it it's just it's I mean, I, I gotta tell the full story, but I mean it's it's amazing. That that shocked me.
1: Well, when Hanifa told me this the story and it had been in the news because it really was a tragic circumstance because not only was it family if this was also her at her son's graduation party if I'm if mm-hmm. I'm remembering the details correct so for him yep. as a young man that was such an impacting experience and to for you to then be able to come in to that family. Then as the trial ensued and all of the things that were going on, I'm sure that's why he followed you home because, I mean, that was an extraordinary circumstance that they were going to be going through Uh, as a family that they had to figure out what it meant for them. Truly everything in their reality had changed in the blink of an eye and so yeah. to have you standing in the gap and knowing, you know, for me knowing your character and, and belief system, I instantly knew when I heard the details, I was like, well, I need to send you, you know, to talk with them because that I, I wouldn't even begin to know how to, of course you don't know all the details when you're going into it, but the immense amount of pain and questioning that has to be occurring in that right. kind of situation, and to be able to not spend 30 years now agonizing over the answers and stuff to right. to know that they're real-time, real-time receiving support and, and comfort from their loved one while they're trying to make sense of all this, that's, that's so powerful and such a blessing. So I'm really excited to read more about it because, you know, you've shared with me some But uh, having the audio recordings of readings is really so wonderful. I I tell people all the time, if you are going in to get a psychic reading from someone either in person or over the phone, Absolutely record it, and most psychics, if you tell them, you know, I'd like to record this session, they're not going to have a problem with it, and some of them will record it for you and then send you a copy of it afterwards, but mostly it's on you. And I'll tell you, yeah. you you're not going to be able to write fast enough to keep up with all the things that are going on because your mind is going to be – puzzle pieces are going to be dropping into place, and there are things that will make sense in the fullness of time that may not resonate as truthful in that moment. So. I've gone back and listened over and over again to readings like a six months and a year, like, oh, wow, snap, that really did happen, you
2: know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You used to have some really good barbecues. You need to have some of those again.
1: I
0: know, I I
2: did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And everybody would come and they didn't want the barbecue. They wanted to talk to you.
0: (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah, that that, that did turn to work a little bit. But, you know, I I know. I enjoyed those, yeah.
1: Well, one thing that I tell people is that, you know, to me, a psychic reading is like you take what you need and you leave the rest, just like with any other situation where you're receiving advice or guidance from anyone, be it a pastor, be it a career counselor, a life coach, you always honor your own acceptance of something. and so. I encourage people to at least try to go out and have a reading from somebody. You you know, um I promise you I can pretty much say with 99% certainty that you are not going to be possessed by the devil
0: <laughs> just because you have a psychic
1: <laughs> reading from someone. Yeah, you have <laughs> you to know? have an
2: open mind. Yeah, you have to.
1: And so when people, you know, I know one of the things you talk about is before you do a reading, you're clearing your energy, you are setting your intention, you are connecting with God, source, love, and are in high love vibration uh, before you even begin to open yourself up to receive messages for someone. And I would say that the person receiving the reading, you do the same thing for yourself. Before you sit down to anyone, set your intention. If you state with your intention that I am protected, I will only receive that which is for my best and highest good, and that is given from unconditional love, and all else will not have any impact to me, and so be it. You have authority over your receiving by by doing that and then you can uh-huh. engage in listening to the information given to you and nobody's telling you to go jump off a cliff uh because you heard something but you know listen, feel your knowing and if you have friends who are into it, like my friends and I, we always share readings with each other afterwards. Like, did you hear this, girl? Yes, I heard this. Oh, my gosh, that had the greatest reading. Or, you know what, this reading didn't really resonate to me. And then sometimes my best friends would be like, yes, it did, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes we have a blind spot <laughs> to our, ourselves. They'll call you on it and say, hey, girl, you might need to listen to that again because he was talking about such and such, you know but um, I don't want people to have a fearful mind about encountering this stuff Do are you able to really sense then a reluctant reading with someone
2: oh yeah I mean often uh, not all the time but I, I say often because by the time someone gets to the point where they've they're decided that they want to call you then they they usually made up their mind that they at least want to get the experience and and like i said as as me myself, I was a skeptic people people have a hard time believing that, but I say it all the time. I was one of the biggest skeptics and i I didn't believe in none of this, and I had had readings that just basically weren't anything but horrible to me. Some of them were really bad, and I don't like talking down on other people or I think everyone has a gift and and maybe it just wasn't for me, you know, but um. Uh, and there's some people out there that that's all about the money and the dollars and, and stuff like that, you know? So I had to find my way. And once I found someone I was comfortable to go to, uh, one of the best mediums, and I, I think I'm a pretty good medium, but in my eyes, one of the best mediums is actually in Michigan. And and I met her through my aunt, Wanara, who we spoke to a minute ago. Uh, her name's Liz. And, we were introduced through my aunt, and 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 we were. I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna go to her, and I'm gonna pay for a reading. I'm gonna try it out, and she was like, no, 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 no. She was like, I don't want your money, and she was like, I'll give you a reading, you give me a reading, and, mm-hmm. and she she literally blew me away. And when I gave her a reading, uh, there were two people she wanted to connect with, and she said everyone she had went to couldn't connect with those two particular people until she talked to me, mm-hmm. and it was just I was I was what. She needed. She was what I needed, and we, we actually surprised and shocked each other. And, and I mean, she's phenomenal, and 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 she's like Teresa Caputo, or, or in my opinion, better. You know, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's just it's, it's it's somebody out there that's going to be on point. There's someone out there that's going to surprise you, that's going to amaze you. And, you know, it, it, I love getting my flowers while I'm still here, you know. <laughs> and, and and when someone says, oh, my God, you were right about this and this, that, and the other, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, I say thank God because it's not me, you know.
1: Well, I think it's interesting because as different as the hairs on our head or our fingerprints, every person is very unique. So, you know, I've encountered people who write um, and receive channeled information that way. I've I've connected with people like you that are mediums, that are clairvoyant, that will see. Uh, I've even met a person who connects with an extraterrestrial energy and brings messages from that realm. And you get on a couple of shows with other people like uh, Paula, who is a shamanistic healer. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, the other day we were talking about astral projection and lucid dreams, and she began having a reading with you on the air. And she went into your past (laughs) lives, and according to what she saw, you have many many lifetimes and were a tibetan monk at one point in your incarnation mm-hmm. and that you that's one reason why you're able to do some of the things that you're able to do now more easily because of that lineage or that past energy working in this exact kind of meditative place of, of going up to the higher realms and coming back down with needed information. And that was just fascinating exactly. to me to listen to the two of you kind of just having a conversation when all of a sudden this layer of information came forth. And I think it took yeah. you too.
2: <laughs> yeah, Paula really shocked me. And, and, and it's funny because everything she said made a lot of sense to me. I've always been fascinated with Tibetan monks and, and I, I've seen the monks that came here on a tour one time, and I just felt like so a part of them. And and I, I love meditating, and I love nature, and and animals, and and stuff. And I've always wanted to, you know, I even growing up, I did martial arts and stuff, and I was I was really into the animal styles of kung fu, and I was just like, which comes from the the monks. And I'm like, wow, this is so weird that that she said that, but it was so so on point. It resonated really,
1: well that's the thing about it. When you receive the 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 information from a reader, you're gonna know there's a a physical response in your body that it doesn't make logical sense. Most of the stuff does not make logical sense <laughs> in the framework that most of us use until we kind of adjust our enlarge our frameworks, if you will. But when those little chimes of truth gongs hit you, uh, you can't unfeel that. And even if you try to deny it, eventually there will be another breadcrumb in the trail to where eventually you just will not be able to avoid the truth because if spirit is bringing the truth for you, it's going to be revealed to you in, in one way or another in time. They would not have revealed it to you had we not been ready to actually embark on the journey to receiving it. You know, mm-hmm. we don't get yeah. more than we can bear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: And, and thank God, <laughs> right?
1: Well. Marcus, you have agreed that you will be taking on-air readings for this show this evening, and so I do want to get everyone prepared for that. We've got quite a few callers here that have been listening patiently, and um, if you do want to ask a question for your on-air reading, you can press the one key, and we'll work you on in order. And uh, as we proceed now, I wanted to let you know that when you receive a a reading, you are receiving it in terms of in front of an audience. So if there is something that um, Marcus feels is not necessary
4: public talk,
1: then he will convey that to you and you can arrange to connect with him for a private reading later because we certainly don't want to put all your business on the air. <laughs> and we do appreciate you being willing uh, to receive a reading from um, in front of our audience this evening. It'll be a one-question reading, and we'll take you know anywhere from five to ten minutes. Did you have any other guidance for the callers that are uh, listening in for that will be asking questions?
2: Um, only one thing: um, I tune into people through their names. So if 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 you don't want to say your name, or you you are you that private and don't want to talk about it, then it's probably best that we do a private reading. You know because people are around, people are listening. I, I've never done really good in group reading because people always want to pull me to the side and they don't want to discuss their things in front of other folks. But to me, it's like I'm not going to say anything crazy. I'm not going to say anything, you know, uh, outlandish or weird or, or, or you know, just out there. But uh, I'm real easy breezy. Just give me your name and, and give me a question. I might ask a couple of things and make sure I'm tuning in to you, and then we go from there. It, it, it's really easy.
1: Okay. Uh, before we get started, I do see from our screening that your aunt Tracy has an additional comment to make. Uh, Tracy, okay.
5: you're back on the line. Hi, Marky again. Hey. <laughs> Hey, so I just wanted to say because the household's jealous, I'm listening to you on my cell phone with my earplugs in, and everybody, well, did Zell and Fred wanted to say congratulations they're <laughs> proud of you and hello.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate that. You make sure you tell Zell, you make sure you tell Fred that I said what's up or what up though, uh, and, and <laughs> I love I love all of you guys, and I appreciate you listening.
8: And we love you more, so we're we're here still listening.
2: Okay. Okay. Great.
1: Thank you so much. This is just wonderful. I haven't stopped smiling since the start of the show, so I'm gonna You. I think my cheeks my are hurting <laughs> when I finish. So our first caller that we're gonna pull on the air here. I'm getting ready to look through my screening. Is uh, we have Keith? Is this? Uh, wait, I'm waiting for the line to connect. Keith, is are you on the line with us this evening? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the show. You're on with Marcus. I'll let you, the two of you go ahead and start to talk.
9: Hey, Marcus. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, Keith? Oh, hanging in there. Okay. All right. Well,
2: oh, man, I'm getting stuff about you already.
9: <laughs>
2: um, wow. Okay, so let me say this first, make sure I'm tuning in to the right person. Are you, like, extremely busy? all the time. Yes. Okay. I feel like you have so much energy, so much stuff going on. You're the fixer of the friends and family. You're the one who takes care of business. You're the one who's always doing stuff, and a lot of people depend on you. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm ready for your question. Um.
9: It's uh, I don't know. The question was uh, my mother passed.
2: Um, okay. Uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, when I say been, uh, recent, i will say within within the last like two to three years. Yes. Okay. Um, so give me your, give me your mom's first name
9: or the name Dan. she went by. Diane. Diane. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay.
2: Let me see. It's like, um, remember that charge of electric energy I talked about earlier? It's like my my neck is ringing and my back of my arms are, are tingling and and I keep seeing something with the eyes. I'm supposed to talk about the eyes when it comes to your mom. There's something significant so okay. about her eyes?
9: Eyes. No.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to bring up the eyes for some reason.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Let me see. Okay. Um, there's a question, it's something you want to ask about your mom. Is it is it about her passing, or something that that that's I don't. Is it like one of those things where you you rather talk about it in private?
9: Well, so <clears throat> I was there when she uh, was coming out of the surgery. Okay. And uh time period from when I left the hospital, they were supposed to do like a like a sponge down or something. They still okay. had the tubes in her mouth. And I was like, you know, my, you know, you want them to sponge you down? And she, like, she shook her head, yes, which I I thought she said yes, you know. So I was like, well, okay. I said, well, I just got off work. Mom, run home, get a shower, and I'll come back. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So for me, going downstairs in the car, I went about one block. I get a call saying that her chest or something, (laughs) I then They wanted permission to work on Hmm.
3: me. So
9: I doubled back, spun the car around. About the time I got upstairs, uh, Well, I met my sister on the road as I was coming back to the hospital. I hit the horn and yelled at my sister at the hospital, and I just sped off and went directly to the hospital, which she spun the truck around and followed. About the time I got back upstairs, they said she had passed. Okay. So Now, this, like...
2: this is this is bringing me back to talk about her eyes. So when, when when you were getting ready to leave, you said she still had tubes in her mouth, so she couldn't really speak, right?
9: Yes. Yeah, she was looking at okay. me in the eyes, and that's what you are referring.
2: It feels like that's what I'm getting, because
9: I feel like uh,
2: I'm trying to communicate, but I can't, and so I'm trying to tell you something with my eyes, but you're not getting it. It's something with the eyes. It's like, look at me. I'm trying to say something to you. Now, um, I'm not telling you that because I want you to feel bad or like you missed something or things could have been different. That was your mom's time to transition, and and, and she's she's really, really great now. I feel like she's totally different. Um, You have this problem of seeing her in her weakened state, and you don't see her as healthy. And how she was. And so a lot of this, um, I would say you're your worst enemy. You beat yourself up about this.
9: and Yeah, I broke my hand.
2: <laughs> you broke your hand. Okay. You, you, you're fighting yourself, and, and that's not the way to fix that. Your mom is kind of saying that that's not how you're going to make that better. You got a lot of people that you're responsible for, and hurting yourself is not going to be the way to do that. That makes sense? Yeah. Got it. Okay.
0: Good. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I'm glad. i glad I got to, to, to at least express that to you. It's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, when you heat it and when you are upset and when you you, you know you you are mad at the world, you, you you tend to take it out on the folks around you, and the folks around you didn't sign up for that. They they love you still, you know. Rather you fuss and cuss or, you know, uh, get outside of yourself. You know, it's basically. One of those things where your mom is telling you, and she's very, she's very dominant. She, she when she talks, she expects you to listen, and that's that's mm. the personality I'm feeling. That that's that's the way she is. So she's telling yeah. you to cut to cut that out. And I mean, that wasn't like really recently. That was probably within the last year or so. But every now and then, you'll get that feeling of 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 frustration and. And you're beating yourself up, but she wants you to stop, take a breath, and realize that there's still a blessing. You still got people looking up to you and your mom is still around.
9: Okay. Okay.
1: Thank you so much for calling in and we'll have Marcus's contact information out for future uh reference for any of our callers this evening. Thank you for sharing that story. It's a very intense moment when we talk about the transition of our parents. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the air with that this evening, okay?
9: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Marcus. Uh, We do have uh, caller Stacy is on the line. I'm looking for her in the queue. You've got so many callers here. We've got quite a few people. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> who decided they wanted to have readings when it got to that point? Oh, me, it looks let me, like. Let me
2: pour another beverage. <laughs> here we go, uh, caller
1: Stacy. You're on the line with Marcus. How are you? Hi, hey,
0: Marcus.
2: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm okay. Um, Uh-oh.
2: You
4: know I'm calling it. <laughs> You know, I'm calling in. Um, to ask you, you know, what's going on or what's my next direction with um my relationship? Oh boy.
2: <laughs> well, I don't, or I don't is know if that's because... an
0: offline question.
2: No, 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 no. It, well, some of it is because oh, oh, I have to explain something, Joelle, if you don't mind. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. Uh, in the last probably six months to a year or so, a lot of times when I do readings with people, sometimes when people speak about relationships or love and stuff like that, I tend to see things that can be kind of sexual, and so I'm not going to bring that up online or on on the air. I, that's that's private talk,
0: <laughs> you know.
2: And I I really feel like with Stacy, that conversation is going to go there real quick, so I'm going to keep this G-rated, and I'm going to make it short until we talk in a private hour. Come on. (laughs) So, um, one, I need to say this, um, you're contemplating moving, and this is something out of state, I think, and and the answer is no. You need to be right where you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, but I think you kind of knew that. You just didn't want that confirmation. I know. Okay. Well, yeah. good. At least, at least you know you're not fighting it. You, you're aware that basically that that's not gonna, That's not the move to make. And and I think the person you're contemplating doing this for, and is is is, is just not going to work. Not going to work, and I think if if you take your time and and just be a little more patient, and I know patient is the word you don't want to hear, but I think give it some more time. The right person will come along. Okay.
0: I love you. I don't want to give you no bad news.
1: <laughs> Stacy, thank you so much for your question this no evening. Problem.
0: That was a that was a a
2: feel good feel good reading. I like that. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: we're 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 definitely we're definitely gonna talk again. (laughs) I'm
1: sure that's not too juicy. We might have to have a psychic inside after dark show. Well,
2: that that one right there gonna be extra 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 X rated. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think we can have that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, our next caller that is holding for a reading is Avis And so, Avis, welcome to The Psychic Inside You're on the line with Marcus, how are you? Hey, Joel and Marcus, thanks for taking oh. my call How are you? <laughs> oh, big hug to you, I'm wonderful I'm so glad you could yeah. join us this evening Yeah, grateful for the opportunity to be able
2: to talk to you all Hi, Marcus okay. How are you, Ava? I'm glad to talk to you, too. I'm good. Um, I think oh Go ahead. I was just saying, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> well,
4: um, I think I'm just caught in a space where I really don't, um, really not having focus as to and uh, understanding of what it is, um, what direction I'm supposed to be going in in life, to be honest with you. Um, So I'm I'm a medical social worker, and then I also serve as a pastor. And so I just feel like sometimes that I'm in limbo.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I was about to ask you before you said that, like, do you have, like, more than one hat on when it comes to work and things you're doing? You're being pulled in different directions, right? yeah okay, so um okay, Avis, let me ask um what's the thing you think about as soon as you wake up wake up first thing in the morning? It's not work. Well, I, I know that' well, the, for sure
4: yeah, the first thing um is probably one of my gifts. um, I do a prayer call every morning, so I'm always okay. preparing myself, um and you look forward to that, right. Uh, I, some days I don't Because it's it's where I have a gift You know And um, sometimes I'm probably Exhausted From right. other things that I've done But it's like There's people that are depending on me uh, mm-hmm. For that And so I know That truly it's a connection that I do have With God So right. um, that many days I am looking forward to it, But I do understand You know um sometimes I can't just let it drop.
2: Okay, can I ask a question? So yeah. um there's another woman that you spend time with or, or socialize with and I feel like she's the, the, the negative energy around you. And you wouldn't know this if you normally met this person because she's very nice, she smiles in your face and I feel like um I don't want to say this, but I feel like she takes advantage of you. Mm. Takes advantage of me, okay? Yeah. It's somebody that that you normally see, and you don't pay that much attention to her in that aspect, but she's very negative. Although Mm. she acts totally different around you. She has a lot of stuff to say about you behind your back. And... I don't I don't know why I keep seeing I'm literally seeing the words in my head take advantage of she takes advantage of you. So mm. it's like it's like she uses you and your name and and I don't know who this is. Well, let me see. I'm gonna describe what I'm seeing, and you just tell okay. me if that matches up with someone you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's not very tall, probably about five seven, five eight. Um, she has big round cheeks. She's like a honey brown complexion. Um, something about hair. I don't know if this is. I'm not. I'm not big on hairstyles. I don't know if this is a weave, a or wig, or something. But it's big and curly,
4: and mm-hmm. it it, cover,
2: it covers up most of her face. Does that sound like somebody I'm describing that you know? Yeah,
4: I I have a lot of that going on at my job. <laughs>
2: Oh, okay.
4: This I'm, it's really doing. a negative feel there. Got gotcha. you.
2: Okay. Well, this person in particular I want you to kind of pay attention to, especially in the future, because I feel like she, she's, she's really not your friend. She's the person that, uh, you know, got something totally different to say about you when you're not in the room.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah. So just pay attention to your surroundings, especially at work.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: I think when it comes to deciding on what you're going to do with yourself, um, you have um, there's someone you're going to meet that's going to be like a mentor to take you in the right direction. But I I feel like you haven't met that person yet. It's somebody you're going to look up to and respect that's going to put you on the right path. But you need to be doing something that you enjoy, something that you love. I, I want the job to be as exciting you know as, as, as And a good reason for you to get up And prepare yourself for the day and stuff Because there's, there's something changing Coming when it comes to work And I don't know if it's starting your own business Or something But I want you to pay attention to Pay attention to the end of August Early September Okay Okay
4: Okay, I'll be looking to probably get in touch with you in the future. So thank you so much, Marcus and Joel. No problem. Appreciate y'all.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. You are. Well, Marcus, this is so interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling the energy, and I'm so appreciative of everyone willing to open their lives on the air and for you to be able to interact with them in this way. This is quite wonderful. So I really appreciate this opportunity to have you on this
2: evening. Thank you. I appreciate you doing this. This is really <laughs> exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It's, it's almost like I got a pizza and and a drink in front of me, but I'm I'm really thirsty and hungry, so
1: <laughs>
0: I'm enjoying
2: this just as much. Well,
1: I, I follow your Instagram feed, and you eat a lot oh, of delicious yeah. food, so yeah, I, can, I, should, I, I can't could, even I lie. Five hundred
2: pounds the way I eat, you're right. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I look at your feed. and I'm like, dang it, Marcus! Now I gotta go and have some fried fish. <laughs> you know, right?
2: Or well, barbecue crab legs, or shrimp and grits, yeah. Yes, stop you know? it.
1: Stop it. it. We'll have all our listeners exiting to go order food. So our next caller this evening with a question is Katie in New York. Welcome to the show, Katie.
3: Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Well, you have a question
3: for Marcus. Yes, I do, please. Um, I was wondering, I'm finishing up a a project, and I'm wondering if you see me um, uh, that I'll be able to finish it up on my own, or will I need a little bit more assistance?
9: Okay. That
2: feels like we're – and hi, Katie, by the way. Um, I feel like that question isn't enough of a question, like you're leaving something out. I feel like there's a big chunk of that question missing.
3: Okay, um, I know that, like, if I do need a little help, I believe um, mm-hmm. a friend of mine who just helped me, whose name is John, I feel like he probably okay. could help me a little bit more, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll surprise myself and I'll be able to finish it myself.
2: Oh, is okay. Now, when you, said, when you said John, the first thing I saw in my head was big, huge Letters, N-O. No, 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 no. Okay. And I think that's something you probably knew or felt. It was just the confirmation you wanted. Um, So as far as finishing this project, you cannot involve John to finish it. Okay? Okay. Oh, thank you Uh, for that. This is something that you have to do yourself, and it's going to be so much more rewarding. And I feel like this this is a piece to a puzzle. You're doing this because you're trying to accomplish something else that's on a way much bigger scale, correct?
3: Yes, indeed. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. I feel like that's a big chunk, a big important part of it. You need to do that yourself because what's going to come after that is really going to test you, but that test is going to make you a lot stronger for what you're coming into. Um, there's a big there's a really, really big change in I don't know if it's lifestyle or finances, but all of that is coming down a pipeline and you need to prepare yourself for that.
3: Wow. And
2: who's the oh, who's the only you. who's the only child? Are you the only child?
3: <gasps> oh my goodness. That's yes. you? Okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. So this is definitely for you. You have to get yourself together, get yourself prepared, because there is a lot of great things coming up in you for your life. I'm really excited about it.
3: Wow! Oh, wow, just amazing! My goodness, blow me away!
2: I'm blowing myself away so Thank you. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I'm appreciating
3: the gentle breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, I'm I'm, I'm
2: really excited. Thank you. God bless you. I, I'm excited. Yeah. Give me a call back or follow me on Facebook or something. Let me know how it goes because I think this is going to be really exciting. I love 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 getting feedback and getting great news. So keep me posted, please.
3: Thank you. May you may I ask your um your website or your Facebook, please, or is it on oh, the page? Really oh, really
2: easy, really easy. Clairvoyant Marcus Howell on Facebook. Oh, okay. It's, it's Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, traditional spelling, and Howell, just like Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell III. <laughs> I love that. at yeah, Marcus, Marcus Howell on Facebook. Or if you type in Marvell72 on any social media, you'll find me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank wow, you for coming out. you're Thank okay. you.
3: Thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. Thank
1: you. I am going to place you back in the listening line. Thank you so much for calling this evening. So uh, New York seems to really be coming in and representing. Uh, that's two, two callers, I think, from New York, a ton of people from yeah. Detroit. And now I'm going to bring on Chastity from Atlanta. Okay. I'm waiting for awesome. her line to connect up here. Chastity, hello. Can you hear us?
5: I can. Good evening. Good evening. Excellent. How are you tonight?
2: I'm doing great. This is this has turned out to be really fun. Don't you agree? I do. I
5: do. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I'm kinda new to it. I was just first front. Uh so I just was calling in for like a reading. Okay.
2: Uh what's the question you want to ask about uh oh. I said uh oh already, so I'll I'll let you say it, but go ahead. <laughs>
5: Well, what what came across your mind?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I shoot from the hip, so if I get on the subject you don't want me to talk about, just tell me and I'll switch it up. So um, when you talked about asking a question, I immediately saw a guy in my head. He was about six feet, he was dark-skinned. He had a very low temp fade, I guess is what you call it. And he was in uniform. I don't know if it's military, police, something like that, but I saw this guy being, I don't know if it was something you were going to bring up or somebody connected to you. So that's why I said, uh-oh, and, and you know, go ahead.
5: And that doesn't really ring a bell.
2: Okay. Um,
5: yeah, I didn't really have a question. I mean, like career, I, I guess I was just, I mean, I'm kind of at a pivotal point in my life, and I'm just trying to see um, am I going in the right direction, you know, and um, um how are things looking for me right now, you know? Just okay,
2: like
5: that. Um, I don't know. Give me so the,
2: um, give me the first letter of your last name. M. M. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, do you scribble and write things down a lot?
5: Um, I do. I take
2: a lot of notes.
5: That. I started doing that recently.
2: Okay. Um, I'm just making sure I'm trying to tune more into you and make sure I'm going the right direction. Um, okay. I feel like with you, you're all over the place. Um, It's almost like you come up with a calendar of stuff to do for yourself almost every day on the time-by-time, minute-by-minute kind of like phase, and you're doing a lot. But uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it's, it's like you feel like you don't have direction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now... There are other people in your corner. I feel like you're surrounded by a lot of energy from the other side. So you have a lot of loved ones that's passed, and and they're looking out. They're they're surrounding you. They're almost protecting you. Because I feel like okay, here I am saying stuff. I'm saying this as I get it. I feel like you're gifted, and you don't know it. Yeah. Is that right? That makes
5: sense. Yeah.
2: Okay, so basically what I want you to do is to give yourself some time to develop. And what I mean by that is, is to slow down. You're very busy. You're doing a lot. You're not giving yourself rest. You're cutting back on doing things for yourself and, and, and looking out for you. And what I want you to do is kinda of learn what you're getting into because that gift is about to open up, and I mean it's gonna be a it's gonna be nuclear if you keep trying to bottle it up. Mhm, so I want you to learn how to ground and protect yourself and take your time as far as things you're about to get into because things are about to really really switch up and change for you so you know just just take your time I, I, there's nothing wrong everything is fine you you you're doing good don't stress yourself and beat yourself up with things coming up in the future um and and I, you got to make some more concrete decisions because i feel like there's a lot in front of you and you're just not sure which direction to walk in does that make sense mm,
5: kind of yeah
2: okay yeah, I just want you to take your time and and, and enjoy the moment because you don't want to rush. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing the age, but I don't want to talk about ages. You know, to ever bring up a woman's <laughs> age, especially on the air. But you're at the age where things are starting to shift and change. So just pay attention to the things coming up in the future, and you'll be fine. Okay, cool. I, okay. I got to give a lot of you. I think I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you You're welcome Thank you Chastity. Thank you for coming Hi. on the air <laughs> Have a good night thank Oh you too you. You. Now I have a caller here I don't know if they have a question I believe that they're just Dialing in because they're a fan And supporter of you Hello is this Nikki okay.
5: Hey this is Nikki Hi Marcus
2: What's up Nikki
5: How are you doing
2: I'm doing great. I'm glad to
5: hear from you. Yeah, I'm glad to hear from you. Um, I I met Marcus through my friend Ebony. And um, those that are listening, I want uh, everybody to know that Marcus, I read his book and he inspired me. And I um, just wrote my first book as well. And so, um, you know, just thankful to Marcus. Really good dude. Um, He helped me, you know, with my mom my mom passed away and um I just appreciate him. So I just I wanted to tell him hey and you know, Aww. I'll probably give him a call and, you know, see what my mom was up to on the other side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, Joelle, about Nikki. Nikki is like so super cool, but she was one of those people that asked me about a reading and the first thing she said was well, do you believe in God? And I yep. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Yes and and we had a nice conversation, but I'm going to tell you something about Nikki. Okay, I'm going to blow your head up a little bit, not too much. I'm going to blow your head up.
5: Okay, so, not too much, not
2: too much. Not too much, yeah. We want you to walk out the door, you know, not, not too much.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I sat down with Nikki the first time we did a reading, and I was nervous as I get out because, you know, we, we literally met, and I walked in, and it was like, okay, start the reading. And one of the things she talked about, because she's very religious and she's very spiritual, and and um, Nikki has a gift of praying like my grandmother like she can yeah. pray and I mean make the walls fall down she's phenomenal and mm-hmm. she did a prayer before we started Thank the you. reading and that was one of the best readings and it was just it, it flowed it felt good it was very nurturing. It was like little to no tears. It was all good vibes and good feelings. Yes, it was great. Absolutely. Yeah,
5: yeah. It was
2: wonderful. So it's like if I'm doing a, a reading with Nikki, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, you're gonna be praying again because I, I need to hear that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you called. I, I told Ebony I was going to be doing this today, and I said, I said, make sure you tell everybody. So I'm glad you did call and get through.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been listening. Um, I it, I missed the first but a, a bit of the first part because I was watching. They had this special on the Lakers and, and the and, Lakers. Um, the Lakers and the Celtics and their rivalry. I mean, it was really a history lesson. Then I was like, Oh my God, I gotta turn back. I totally turned that off. And I'm like, I got, I gotta turn. I got, I gotta listen to Marcus. But yeah, but I can't wait for your next book to come out and um, to support yeah, you very soon. Um, very very soon. Yeah. I'm almost done. So yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Nikki, thank you so much for joining. And you can never fear because our rebroadcast, it will be available about a half hour after the show is over on the Blog Talk channel, which is the link that is sent out and all of the marketing that is out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if it, in about a week it'll be up on YouTube, and we'll also be sharing that. And I'm sure Marcus, you'll share that on your page, the link as well, when uh, that gets published. So we can always Absolutely. keep you up to date on what is happening, so you never have to miss a moment. I find myself listening back to these episodes over and over again because I, you know, I'm fascinated by the stories. You know, um, so. I have another upstate person representing this evening. I what? have Kimberly, Kimberly from New Jersey. Um, Hello. how are you?
7: I'm good. I'm good. I just have uh two things that's bothering me. One, it's I feel like my career is stalling and two, I feel like my love life. I just keep picking up all of this unnecessary stuff and it's it's frustrating me.
2: Oh boy. Okay, can we start with the relationship stuff? Yes. Okay, so when I mentioned a while ago about the six foot sole guy with the dark skin and the Caesar fade or tip fade or whatever, was that for you?
7: Um, I'm not sure.
2: This person looks very military, clean cut, uh, some type of uniform. It's like a brown or taupe color. Uh, I don't know if that's work or something that he has to wear. I keep seeing this with somebody. I don't know if it's this not, is for somebody it's on the line. Poop. It's
7: it's it's Burgundy. Burgundy. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, give me that person's first name.
7: His name is Doran. That's my ex. Doran.
2: Got it. Oh, I almost cussed just then.
7: <laughs>
2: okay. I think he's an ex for a reason, and you should never go down that road again. Does that make sense?
7: Yes, because I just got the final restraining order
2: today. Got it. Okay. This is something that I feel like if you continue to be, you know, Miss nice lady and, and keep entertaining it, it's not going to end well. He's he's not, I don't know if it's genetics, like through the family. It's, it's some kind of um, situation. It's genetics, just, the family. Okay. It is. It's it a it's a, okay. fam- it's, a,
7: it's a family thing, and I've stopped it, and I've learned that this is what okay. the stuff that they were doing, I can't tolerate it. That's why I got the final restraining order.
2: Got you. Okay. Yeah. So so never go down that road again. Don't look back. It, and they're going to try. They're going to make themselves known in the future, and they're going to try. But it, just stick your gun and, and don't look at a different direction. I think you're going to meet the person that you're going to end up falling in love with. And he's not far away. I feel like you don't know him yet, but you're going to meet him within the next five or six months. And he's not in your neighborhood. He's like across the water, or he's like a good 20, 25-minute drive away. And I think it's a mutual get-together or something where you guys cross paths for the first time. So write that down and just remember it. And like I said, you can always send me a message and let me know how that works out but um the the yeah the, the love situation is just it's on how it is right now. Take your time and don't rush into nothing, and I feel like you get a lot of attention when you go places, no matter how you dress or how you carry yourself, right? so pay attention to the folks that get in your face and try to be your friend that really don't mean well for you, okay.
7: Okay, I've cut a lot
2: of people off, so. Yeah, well, that's but not a bad thing. Sometimes you need to do that, and that's not a bad thing, so don't think of it as a bad thing. Uh, the, the the core people that's meant to be there will still be there, and and you'll be okay. Now, as far as work goes, I feel like you are all over the place. You don't know what you want to do. Is that correct? Make sense? It, it, okay. Does. Okay. it does. Okay, okay. So there is... A process of elimination you need to do. Figure out what you love to do, not what you like to do. Figure out what you love to do. Even if it's not the particular job that makes the most money, find a way to make that work for you.
7: Yeah, but the thing is what I love to do, every time I try to go that avenue and the job that I want, it just seems like when I put my effort into it, it's like I'm not – I keep getting stuff that I'm overqualified for, and it's, like, frustrating me, like, and it just feels like I'm hitting a brick wall, you know, and I'm getting a little agitated.
2: You know why? I think the reason why is because you need to be doing things for yourself. Um, I, w- I would say get with someone that's going to help you start your own business or work in that field where you're not overqualified because you're the boss. Get into something that's going to work for you. But this isn't going to happen overnight. Um, I just saw September in my head, so I want you to really concentrate around that around September.
7: Okay, and just one more and thing. Is,
2: uh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, you can do a quick one, yeah.
7: I just, Am I going to get my house at the end of the year? That's all I'm looking forward to.
3: Uh,
2: No. And the reason why I said no is because I feel like the place that's going to be presented to you is going to look nice at first, but it's not the place you want to get. Your place is much better than that. And I, I kind of see something happening paperwork-wise around November, December. So maybe it will be like the first of the year. It's going to be very cold when this happens. So it's going to be wintertime. But don't take the first option that comes to you <laughs> Okay. because that, that is a money pit and it's going to be horrible. Okay. Okay?
7: Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly, for calling
7: in this Thank season. you so much. And I'm the... going to hit you on Facebook. <laughs> okay. So, all right?
1: No problem. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, we're getting down to the last half of the show. What I will have to do, we've got (laughs) uh, about seven minutes left, but I do have four people in line for reading, so we will go ahead and make sure that everyone gets clear. So I've got on the line, we'll have uh, Valerie, Andrea, Cole and Monica, and that will be the end, because we'll be over the studio time at that point. But okay. um, let me see where Valerie went here. One moment, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Valerie from California, you're on the air. How are you?
5: Great. How are great. you? How are you, Monica?
2: I'm great. How are you doing?
5: Uh, very good. I would like to know about Love for the Summer and also Work, if you're seeing that as well.
2: Um, Okay, real quick, let's talk about love first. Love, are you, like, living in the gym and working out all the time? I wish. No. I feel like you need to go to the gym. Okay. There's there's a love connection there that that you're going to miss out on if you don't. And it's not like you need it, but it's good for you. It's healthy. You know what I'm saying? So it's something that... There's a physical exercise. I don't know if this is training, boot camp, aerobics, something. There's some type of class where you meet a guy. Well, wait a minute. Let me see. There's some type of physical event where you meet someone. I think that's going to be the place. And so if you're not doing that now, I suggest you get some friends and start going. And and don't do it by yourself because I feel like you're not going to do it if you do it by yourself. It's just the way I get it. <laughs> so, um, uh,
5: uh, I don't really have anybody to go to the gym with. So that's I was told you know, that I was going to meet a real estate person. Oh, really? But yeah, maybe not.
2: Well, everybody gets different things now. You know, I, right. You never know who who's going to hit the nail on the head and who's going to hit right beside it. So um, I'm seeing some type of physical activity when you meet someone, and it's more so later summer, like around August, when you come across this, because I I feel like I'm telling you one thing and you're going to do the opposite. Does that make sense? Hopefully no. (laughs) Uh, Right. That's that's what I'm praying for. So I I think a lot of times I'll see something and I'll say it, and I kind of feel like that's not going to work or they're not going to do it. So I want you to look into, I don't know what this is. It's some type of physical activity. I don't know if it's uh, uh, something you do with a group and, and you meet this guy. or It's something that's going to happen where you're going to meet this person and they're going to kind of connect with you spiritually and everything in the first time. You know, I, I wish I could go more into it, but I'm kind of seeing that, uh, something physical connected with you and, and this person, and it's, it's still within the next couple of months.
5: And can you describe
2: the person? Um, I see a sandy or like a dark brown uh, tint to the hair, um, very in shape. And I don't know if that's because of this physical event or whatever. It's something to do with physical. I don't know. Maybe they work in that field or something. There's something to do with physical and clean cut, uh, I don't know. I I hate to say this because I have a lot of friends in California, but California people are so into their looks, and that's just a thing that I've noticed with a lot of my friends there, and that's just one of those things. But I don't think I can explain it any further than that.
5: Oh, I was trying to see if he was tall, is he
1: short, Uh, is he well-established, that type of thing.
2: I'm feeling kind of average. I I will probably, um, if you can, reach out to me on social media because I I don't want to miss the other callers and and cut off their time too, and and we're running down on the last few minutes. But if you, like, reach out to me on on, uh, social media, and and I could probably try to tune more into this person. I I see average but nice looking, and I see something about, like, a sandy brown with the hair. So I think that might be the direction you're heading in. But it's something physical you need to get into really soon. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. uh, We're going to need to keep moving to get the last few (laughs) callers in, Valerie, but I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And I hope you meet your love match. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, now we've got uh, Andrea on the line here, uh, calling from Virginia. Andrea, how are you? I'm doing
5: fabulous. How are you guys? Excellent. Great. Thank you. I just have a quick question. I recently tried out in January for a TV show, and I was just wondering if you still see this call coming sometime in June for the next round, or the, the door still open,
0: Let me see here, Andrea. I
2: feel it's not closed yet. No, it's not, but I get a really strong yes when I ask my intuition. So this is something that's definitely in the pipeline. This is something that, like, I, I see paperwork. I see things in motion. And I'm supposed to mention, is this something in New York?
5: It's oh my God, you are amazing because the last audition was in New York. The next one is in California and I'll just drive by and then a license plate will be from California or New York City. That's like right in front of my face. Like this new university oh, company. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> and I, I see New York and it's funny because before I said New York I was like saying to myself, Am I supposed to be California? and I'm like, No, I saw New York first. So I said New York first and it's just something that's gonna take you out of your comfort zone. However, I think you're more than prepared for this. Um, yes. give it a little more time and do okay. a follow up. I say within the next couple of weeks. But don't rush, don't don't get on no one's nerves and then just let it happen.
9: Yes.
5: Yeah. yeah, I I actually signed music and sign language and I tried out for America's Got Talent and happened to watch the show right now, so
9: Oh cool. That's funny because I
2: grew up in a church, and my Sunday school teacher taught sign language, and I ended up learning some of it, not, a, not enough. Well, I guess oh, okay. learning that words doesn't count, but, you know. <laughs> no,
5: no, no. I, I, you know, my passion is music and doing it correctly and letting everybody enjoy it, deaf and hearing alike. So.
2: That's awesome. I love that. Okay, good. Well, con- hopefully, congratulations very soon. Yeah. Uh, like I said, give it a little more time. I get a really good vibe and a really good energy field to that. So just just be a little more patient and and let it happen. Okay?
5: All right. I'll see you you on TV. All right. Great. Awesome to talk
2: to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank
5: you. you, You're
2: welcome.
1: Okay.
7: Okay.
1: We're winding down to our last two callers. I don't know if our people who are streaming are still able to hear this, but the people on the phone are because we just hit our time mark. So I have Cole on the line calling in from D.C. Cole, how are you?
9: How are you doing? How are you doing? I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, Marcus, I'm your new um, firm made over at um, at the Wayne Firm, so I just want to call in to support you. And um, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thank you. you. And meet you. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I won't take up your time. I'll um, try to uh, reach you outside of faith uh, I know you, you all don't have a lot of time left there. Well, you, well, pass, thank up you. Opp-
2: <laughs> you pass up <laughs> opportunity, buddy. Hey. Okay. Well, we oh, We'll talk soon. You,
9: if you do have time, then okay. <laughs> yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I, yeah, she said, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. She said "Yeah, Oh yeah, go, go
4: ahead. ahead. Go ahead.
9: We're mm-hmm. still rolling. Okay, so I mean, I I'm open, so if you you know if I'm open, you can just tell me.
2: Um, I feel like you want to talk about career, but you don't want to talk about it on the air.
1: <laughs> no career's fine. Career's right. fine. <laughs> I had okay. a giggle on that, sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I, well that was just a feeling I got, like, there's something um, you, you're very, very comfortable, but you're not ready to transition and change to where you need to be. And there's there's some things coming up for you that I think you're kind of like anticipating to 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 happen. And but I think you need to make them happen for yourself. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Career is like one of those. You know how you go get something to eat, and you can order chicken nuggets, or you can order a steak. And right. the, the the career subject is chicken nuggets. There there's a steak conversation in there somewhere, and it doesn't right. have to do with career. You know, uh, I think, and I think that's probably something we'll talk about off air. And, you know, I feel like you're you're transitioning, you're doing some things, and you're going places. But you know, you want to get some clarity on some things, right? Right, right. Okay. Well, we could, you know, we'll talk soon, and 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 and, and, and go there, and, and you know. Dig into all of that stuff, but career-wise, I think you're fine. You're you're comfortable. You need to um, really take a, 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 a look at the things coming up for you in the future because you're you're meant to do a lot of things and you're helping a lot of people. So I want you to take some of these time out and help yourself. That's exactly all uh-huh. point.
9: Okay. <laughs> right. All right, cool.
1: Thank you, you, Cole. You've been holding a long time and listening to the show online. I appreciate your support of the show. And, of course, we love the Weems Firm. Uh, We're big fans of that. And I highly recommend that if you have any need for legal representation, uh, especially any kind of negotiations and things, if you're in the entertainment industry, then uh, the Weems Firm is definitely your source to go. Uh, That's my dear friend, 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 our mutual friend, Antavius, and, and he has a wonderful group of people who are working for him every day. So thank you so much,
9: Cole, for calling in. Yes, thank uh, you. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> okay, Marcus, so our last caller of the evening, we've got, she's been holding a long time. This is Monica. You are the last reading this evening on the Psychic Inside Show with Marcus. Howell. How are you?
8: So much. No, I was enjoying myself from the moment I called in. All the family love and support. Oh my god! It was just like really mad vibe, mad positive vibe. So your village is strong, brother. Very, very strong. Good thing. Thank you
2: so much. I appreciate that.
8: Uh, No problem. My question is, I don't know if to say its direction or even what the question is. Um. I have been going back and forth with employment as of late, and I kind of understand why I have. And though I'm looking for that financial route to come in, I know I'm kind of fighting against myself because I don't want to plug back into the machine. Right. So, And I'm also a writer, so I've been working on a series of books, and lately I've been trying to really dedicate it put some really dedicated time behind getting things done because I've been told a couple times the revenue is going to come from the books. But you know how you get that frustration in between of understanding who you are, are,
0: are, your
8: purpose, and um, so that's where I'm kind of in that moment like, okay, if I can just get a little nitpick of what the heck is going on and am I rolling the right way and just some relief.
2: Okay, I'm I'm ready.
8: So, whatever you okay. can pick up, I'm cool.
2: Well, okay, Monica, let let let's, can I call this tough love time? Uh huh. Okay, think think of me as a brother that really loves you. Okay. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: You are very stubborn, and you don't want to accept help. You want to do everything on your own. You you, you don't want handouts and people to help you and do for you because you're very independent. Is that right? Hey yeah. <laughs> okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it's okay to admit
2: that
8: time that. adjusting with this this um I don't know this place or you know what I mean, this particular lesson I'm going through because I'm like my guys know I don't like that, that I was the one that's always the the strength and now to have to be in a place where even to ask is just so like really no at times.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I I feel like there is a lot going on, but you're still in control because you're a little bossy and you, you kind of know what you like and how you want things to go. So there are people in your corner that I feel like you're not letting within your circle. You know how you – Build up a guard around your, yourself, your heart, your heart, your personality, and and, and there's a, a brick wall, there's a steel wall, there's there's a force field, mm-hmm. there's all this stuff. You're very guarded, very protected, and and but I, I thought just want you to. That I
8: thought I, I thought I was working that through.
2: No, 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 oh. no. You're still tough as bricks. You're still badass. So I want you to really work on that. Learn learn how to do some meditations and kind of relax. Relax your brain. Relax your surroundings. Open up some because you got this 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 girl, you know, like like Monica will punch you in your face if you say something wrong to her. You got this vibe that I think you're giving off this energy and it's really not you. You know what I'm saying? You're very you're very nice, open, sweet person, but your outside shows a little different. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, open up open up a little more and let things happen naturally. And there are people that are on your side, that are on your team, that are going to help you. You know, you just got to let them.
1: Okay.
0: okay I well, can you Monica,
1: I thank you for your call. I am going to go ahead and wind things up now because we're uh, off air time. But uh, of course, you know how to contact Marcus, um, and thank you for calling in, Monica, and being such a strong supporter of the show. I really appreciate you.
8: Yeah, you. um, It's been a blessing to me, so I truly appreciate you and everything that you're doing, and appreciate you, Marcus, also, and the energy that you you bring to the situation. So, yeah,
1: truly blessed on my side. You're welcome. Thank you.
2: I appreciate it. God bless you.
1: So, Marcus, this has been the Psychic Inside Show. I want to invite all of you to connect with us on our Facebook pages. You can look for me at The Vibrarian. V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N and also on Clairvoyant Marcus Howell on Facebook and then you can find Marcus on at Marvell M-A-R-V-E-L-L 72 on Instagram and Twitter and The Vibrarian also on Instagram and Twitter and you'll see that we have done some posts and shares in the last couple days so you can certainly find both of us through the same channel. Thank you so much, Marcus. This is always a treat to have you. Now, we do have on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock on this same number and same channel, The Vibrarian Show. And on that, we get to talk about any and everything. We've been talking about astral projection, lucid dreaming. We're going to be talking about past lives and alien encounters. And Marcus, you've been calling in to give your wisdom and expertise on this show, and it has been a wild ride. That show is only an hour. It's on from 9 to 10 on Thursday night. And also, if you are in the Atlanta area This Sunday, there is the Vibrary Elevation Station. And the Elevation Stations are pop-up events where you can come and get lifted. We have vendors who are selling uh, metaphysical and holistic products and services as well as a variety of psychic readers who offer 20-minute readings and you can also receive Reiki energy healing sessions uh, from our resident Reiki practitioner Lucy Lee. This all happens on Sunday from 12 to 6 at the Cupcakery in East Point, Georgia. The Cupcakery is K-U-P-C-A-K-E-R-I-E You can also find them on Facebook and social media It's directly across the street from the East Point Marduk station. You kind of angle off a little bit and it's on the corner. Now the cupcakes won't be available, so please uh, don't come expecting to get a sweet treat, but you certainly can get something uplifting if you join us. Uh, Marcus, do you have any last words for our listening audience this evening? This has just been an awesome conversation.
2: It has been fantastic. I, I want to thank you again. Joelle, I think you're doing a phenomenal job, and I really appreciate you, and I want to say that this was probably the most fun I've had all year. <laughs> and, and, and I'll definitely be at the Elevation Station this Sunday. I'm going to come by and speak and say, you know, hi to everyone, and um, look forward to that. I think it's going to be great.
1: Awesome. And I want to thank your family, your Detroit coalition who has been supporting you this evening on the show. Shout out to your grandmother and your mom and your aunties and your friends in New York and all around the country who called in this evening to say hello. I appreciate you spending this time with us as well this evening. I hope that all of you have a a most wonderful week, and that you receive all of the blessings that you can possibly hold. And I hope that everything is positive for you. Reach out to Marcus if you have further questions. Connect with us online, and we will see you next Tuesday on the Psychic Inside Show. My special guest is Kelly Lynn Prime of Fitness for the Soul, And uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion as we delve into her psychic life. So, again, Marcus, I thank you very much. And for all of you, wishing you absolute love. Namaste.